I find it rather fascinating to see what lengths a government will go through to put it into a situation that is making them look bad. For example, what we saw going on in Canada with the Freedom Convoy. We saw Trudeau enact the Emergency Act, which for the most part put Canada under martial law. We saw bank accounts being frozen. We saw people being doxxed who donated on Gifts and Go. That was potentially a state actor who was involved in that. And now that the Freedom Convoy, for the most part, is over, they're walking all those things back. Which I'm quite surprised about because you think that once they got their hands on power that they wouldn't let go. But the Emergency Act, even though it was ratified, immediately came to an end, thankfully. And now we're finding out that the donors to the Freedom Convoy never posed a threat to begin with. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Ian Kay, and you are watching The Great Reset. So we're going to be talking about the Freedom Convoy probably for the last time, unless there is some major development that happens over the next several months or year or whatnot. But as a reminder, as the type of rhetoric we're hearing from the Canadian government, I'm going to play this clip from Rebel News. It is of Trudeau's justice minister basically saying some pretty scary things. Look, you've just compared people who may have donated to this to the, the same people who are funding maybe a terrorist. I just want to be clear here, sir. This is really important. A lot of folks say, look, I just don't like your vaccine mandates and I donated to this. Now it's illegal. Should I be worried that the bank can freeze my account? What's your answer to that? Well, it's, I think if you if you are a member uh, of, you know, a, a pro-Trump movement who's donating hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars to this kind of thing, then you ought to be worried. Justin Trudeau himself, along with members of his government, have called the Freedom Convoy pretty much everything under the sun, from Nazis to misogynists to terrorists. And of course, they basically viewed the whole gives and go situation as people funding a terrorist organization. At least that's how they've been treating the situation. But it turns out those people were never a threat. No shit. Canada's finance intelligence experts admit Freedom Convoy donors posed no threat, yet they were cut off from financial services. And this is something that anyone with half a brain can figure out on their own. No, these people were not funding terrorists. They were funding people who were fighting for their freedoms. But it highlights the lengths that a government will go through and the draconian measures that they will employ to put it into something that makes them look bad or something that they simply just don't want to deal with. More clarity is emerging around a series of scandalous decisions Canada has recently made in an attempt to suppress a civil protest organized by truckers. Among those decisions was one trying to directly deprive the protesters participating in what is known as Freedom Convoy of their livelihoods by freezing their bank accounts. Another was to block their access to donations on crowdfunding platforms. To justify these moves that were radical enough to might have just reshaped the face of democracy as it has been previously known, Canada's authorities invoked the Emergencies Act and anti-terrorism financing laws. And the reason why these measures are implemented is to force compliance. Because when they cut you off from your bank account and your funding, well, you have no choice but to submit. And to further make my point, I'm going to play this clip from the Deputy Prime Minister of Canada. 
we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Our banks and financial institutions are already obligated to report to the Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Centre of Canada, or FinTrack. As of today, all crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use must register with FinTrack and they must report large and suspicious transactions to FinTrack. This will help mitigate the risk that these platforms receive illicit funds. But these people never posed a threat. But now it's official. It was never about any sort of terrorism. It was just a regime looking rather chaotically and unnecessarily for a way to sustain itself. I rest my case. Those who put their money where their mouth was during the trucker protests were simply citizens who identified with a cause, something that should be perfectly admissible in a true democracy. And that cause happened to be seeking to end the highly disruptive to everyday life and ongoing for too long COVID mandates. Now, as I point out many times before, when the government is doing something wrong that the citizens disapprove of, it is their right to peacefully protest. In the words of Barry McKillop, and this is quite the title I have to say, Deputy Director of Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Center, who spoke before Canada's House of Commons Finance Committee on Thursday. The money the organizers managed to raise was not only not cash that funded terrorism or was in any way money laundering. It was simply a way for people living in what they thought was a democratic country, believing was a safe way to express their position on an issue. Can you imagine the type of accusations that would be made against the Canadian government if they levied these type of draconian measures against BLM? Yeah, they'd be called racist, but we all know they would never do that because why? They have the right ideology. And if you are the little guy fighting for your rights, screw you. These citizens subsequently evidently treated by their government as potential terrorists and money launderers. We're in fact fed up with COVID and we're upset and just wanted to support the cause. As McKelp phrased it, it is the right of every citizen to protest their government when they think that the government is doing something that it shouldn't be doing. Now, the question is, going forward, will Canada and potentially other countries use these exact same tactics against protesters that they disapprove of? I think we all know the answer to that. It's going to be yes. This is Ian signing off. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. 
And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been approved by Neil Young. Please consider canceling the responsible parties. Here's a list. Do you know what's fascist? When truckers refuse to deliver products to the ruling class. That's what the dictionary says. I swear. The continued war on drugs will require the distribution of free crack pipes. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.